Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Now I have your, your sky's a shade of gray, <laughs> like a zombie in a maze. <laughs> we were just was that a greatest this. showman? Yeah, that's what yeah, Brett that's was singing alive. the other day. Oh. So Jeremy still has I've yet never to see seen it, but two of our friends and their <sighs> their men, they were the ones belting out the music, and they actually are talking about doing a duet for it, doing um, the other side. As a oh, oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. the the whole choreac I have seen that part of the movie. Oh, you have with, in the bar when they're like doing the thing, <laughs> dancing this on the bar. This is our conversation after the Bible. Twirling the around recording. chairs, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now I have to say, as far as that movie goes, I don't think anything matches the experience of seeing it in the theater. I wish I would mm. have. Yeah. Because I've watched it on video, and from on the on the video they go from the whatever studio's vanity card right into the movie but in the theater everything went black first Mm. and from that blackness then you start getting the whatever the initial thump thump of the music was before you get anything on the screen and that moment like i heard the second thump and my whole body went oh my god this is gonna be fucking awesome like (laughs) i was was sold on the whole movie yes from that that. yeah that's like uh lion king when i saw it on broadway like it brought tears to my eyes and it was Mm. because it was the animals coming out like and the um we had really good seats for this one and the um giraffe like came into the audience and i was like (gasps) This, you, if you were just watching this on TV, it just is not the same as it. Yeah. It's a three dimensional experience. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Surround, sound, yeah. and yeah. all that. Yeah. So, is there anything we didn't cover today that you wanted to cover? I'm uh-huh. writing down a couple of thoughts I'm having about um, questions. So, I, I want to ask you about Please. your journey with Taekwondo. Oh, yeah. Is it Taekwondo? uh, Combination martial arts. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, is it MMA? (laughs) No, it's not martial arts. (laughs) I'm very careful to use the right words there. Combination, Combination. okay. Yeah, because I see the pictures on on Facebook. I'm like, oh, she got another belt. She got it. She got this belt. She got that belt. She's doing. You're doing this this thing, and it's it's so cool to see, and and to like. Click like, like, yeah, I'm cheering you on. Yeah. Keep going. Well, you could actually come to my next belt test if you want. Ooh. Yeah. I just said, yes, I was looking at our calendar, so I just need to figure out the timing and figure out that I was going to ask you if we can come, if we figure out, can we leave after you're done? How does that work? Do we need to stay the whole time? Do we stay the whole time? I just need to get clarity on that so that. Um, I will double check that with the school. The good news is, if they keep to the same schedule they did last time, my group will go first. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I I was I can't remember. I don't want to leave if we would then miss your ceremony. So that's I just there's not a ceremony. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to remember. Like last time, was there a wave of people that left yeah. after the uh, after the yellow belts were done? Um, and I can't remember, but I'll, I can ask 
you know, oh, yeah. because they may have said something before I got there that was yeah. like, hey, please plan to stay, you know. Yeah, exactly. Hey, don't be rude. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't want to be a jerk. So yeah. I just have to look at the, what we have going on that day. Cause so how, how did you get into that? Geez. When did you get into that? How um, did you get into it? I just burped in your microphone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very recently. Um, it, the, the, I feel like it, it was, that was since... It was in between yeah. the last yeah, time. Yeah, that's were why here I, I meant to ask because I was that part of the joy journey. It has turned out to be. Mm. Um, it was. I didn't start by choice. Um, oh. I took my first class in August, and the reason that I got started is because there is a uh, there's a spiritual training that I'm a student in. Where in that training you go through degrees, and I. I moved into third degree of of that spiritual training over a year ago, so the beginning of 2018. And so when my teacher said, welcome to third degree, here's the list of requirements that you have to fulfill in order to complete third degree and move to fourth degree, one of the things on there was take martial arts. And I saw that and I said, no fucking way, I'm not doing it. And I basically spent a year arguing with my teacher about, I'm just, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. Wow. And I finally figured out that You're like, why am I leaning? Why am I so intimately no against this? And one of the reasons was um, I finally remembered back in college, somebody had talked me into trying out Taekwondo. I went to one class, and during the warm-up, I overstretched myself, and it and like I hurt myself, and I ended up totally in tears, totally embarrassed in mm-hmm. front of like uh, in, in front of guys that in my from my engineering class that were had like I don't know what belt they were in Taekwondo, but basically I was I was totally humiliated yeah. and never wanted to t- touch martial martial arts again. Um, so, of course, you know, we make plans and God laughs. And yes. so, of course, this yes. thing was going to come up that I had As to As a requirement in your yes. life. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> what are the chances? So, after, I don't know, what would that be, like 16 months of pushing against it? Somewhere in there, somewhere earlier this year, like over the summer, I stopped pushing that hard. And I started noticing that, like... I would actually notice the martial arts schools around oh. Gainesville and and didn't want to, you know, flip them the bird or whatever. <laughs> Screw you, martial arts academies. Yeah. It turned into, I might need you later. Yeah. So Don't I would, burn any bridges. Like, I had already started to step into my own willingness yeah. when at the begin, beginning of August, I had my weekly meeting with my teacher and she said, look, I'm getting the strong message that you need to get take, you need to do the martial arts now and i was like fine that's fine i was already open to the idea anyway (laughs) um so yeah so i went in that week and they said perfect timing we've got a new class starting in a couple weeks so then i was excited you know now i'm like now that i've said yes like i'm all in because that's how i that's how i am with things and um it turned out it has been a very significant part of this journey from pain to joy that I'm taking mm. um, because the probably the most significant part of my story with my mother is that the the way that the abuse ended was when I was about 16, I finally hit my breaking point one day when she came into my room. She was upset about something, nothing, whatever. She hit me. And I hit her back. Mm-hmm. And after that day, she never tried hitting me again. 
so hooray, abuse is over, right? But hmm. fast forward to, you know, this point in my life, um, taking martial arts, what it uncovered is that day of hitting my mother back created all new trauma for me because in that moment I became the abuser. Yes. And I actually, you know, I don't have a conscious memory of this, but I have this feeling that when I hit her, I saw all the pain in her face that, like, I know how that felt because that's how I've been feeling for all of my childhood. Yes. And... You were turning, you, yeah, you you didn't want to turn into what... Right, but I actually... you see how the cycle happens, though. Yeah. 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 Um... I actually, it wasn't that I didn't want to turn into her. It's that I believed I had, had turned, turned into yes. her. Right. But knowing, yes. you know, having enough self-awareness of, uh, 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 and having maybe this life purpose of, of not continuing the cycle, instead of inflicting that on anyone else, it became my reason to hold my power back in all ways in my life. Mm. The message that got entrenched was, because because that was a moment yes. of power for me of lashing out and yes. saying I don't accept this anymore. I'm going to do whatever it takes to to, yes. to stop this. And seeing her reaction to it, yes. um, what that what that put in my subconscious mind is when I use my power, I hurt people. And you turn into the thing you don't want to turn into. Yeah. And so you need to lock that up so that you do not become her. Right. And so like it. it the biggest place where it has shown up for me in my life has actually been with my business, that I had been one of those women that I described earlier of running toward the goal and never getting there. Because every time I would get to that point where, okay, a last, like, strong act of power of, of putting myself out there to be visible or following through on whatever launch or program mm-hmm. I, I had planned, whenever I would get right to that tipping point of, okay, now it takes all of my power, I would, I would do something to sabotage that. And what happened was in taking martial arts class and actually being put in the position where I had to even pretend to be hitting somebody, that brought up all of this original trauma from, from, uh, with my mother from uh, that moment where I hit her back. And like I was going through PTSD in yeah. martial arts class. Wow. And not even realizing at first that that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but... It, I, it, it all came to a head. Um, and there was this strange thing that happened where I was the only adult in the white belt class, so the only new adult student. So I didn't have a partner for most of my white belt training. When I, so when I had to practice doing something with another person, they had this dummy that I would practice hitting or do a, a, a takedown, like you have to learn how to push somebody to the yeah. ground. I went through my whole white belt training, never putting my hands on another person until the week before the test when now the the master instructor is leading us and he's making sure we know how to do all the things we're going to be tested on and it was my first time being partnered up with an with an actual human being that is when the panic hit wow and i had this total like deer in the headlights I, i didn't even know how to do the takedown um i ended up I ended up pushing my partner like just across the room into the like toward the wall because I had forgotten the part where you're supposed to put your leg behind there so that they actually yeah. gently fall. Um, somehow I made it through that that class that night, and it was when I got home that all of the trauma, all of the emotion came up, and I just spent hours crying in bed. Wow. Um, 
but it was a healing moment. I mean, that was everything, 20, 30-something years of, of repression all coming up in one night. Yeah. And so that's why I had to take martial arts because it was like it was like spirit saying, okay, you can no longer hold back. Is, yeah. um, you can no longer carry this burden. You can mm-hmm. no longer hold yourself back from this work you're supposed to be doing in the world. And how it all fits in with the the timing of that and me watching the Matt Kahn videos and recognizing that joy is my mm-hmm. thing. Like, it all coincided. It all yeah. happened pretty much at the same time. Well, it's like once you start peeling back the layers, it's like... Yeah, sometimes so, some layers just start peeling themselves. Yeah. yeah. So has the martial arts been more of the a healing or more of a growing for you? It's both. It's, yeah. it's not either or. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because healing... Allows to space growing. for growth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's yeah. And amazing. martial arts. I have to say, I recommend it for especially for every woman that mm-hmm. I know, because we women need to know how to be tapped into our masculine energy, our sense of power, our sense of direction and yes. purpose, so that then we're not relying on men to have that for us. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's next time I'm on the show we'll do an yeah. episode all about masculine and feminine energy and, and that balance that's so we'll get, funny we'll because get the mats out so, right here. Yeah. well no it's funny because we actually um, our guest that we just um, were with he he has a, a business it's called Authentic Masculinity and it's mm. working with men and so we talked about it and because I was leaning into like hmm this could be controversial like talking about this masculinity so i wanted to work that out more because then i was talking about if women you know so anyway there's like a whole so we might have to have him come in and have a whole little conversation yeah we'll have a panel going yeah yeah because yeah. uh you know i think that there's just a lot of insight into all of it and i think what i kind of found with talking to him and that i found with talking to everyone is like even if you think you go into the conversation being like, we're, we're totally different. You might end leaving different, you know what I mean? But you, you can definitely walk away with a greater understanding of where someone's coming from. And the more you talk, the more I think we realize we're more similar. We just call it different things. Mm-hmm. Kind of like with what we talked about with Faith last time. That like, yeah. you know, let's we said before we started recording, let's set our intention today. Or let's say a prayer for today. Like, we're you know, we're each, we have the same motivations yeah i guess if that's saying so anyway just when you brought that i just it's funny timing with the masculinity thing because i was like well if a woman has masculine tendencies like what does that mean and is that bad you know like i kind of there's all these things where like women can be powerful and you know so anyway just interesting insights yeah and every person has their own natural balance of masculine and feminine Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with sexual preference yeah well he even said what's the difference between sex and gender because gender is, what do you say, a social construct, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, so anyway, just as interesting. I feel like it would be a very interesting conversation because he's very, he has his opinions, but he's very open and good about speaking. So it would, I think, be a very interesting conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
And I just, I feel, I feel like a fucking badass when I'm yes. sitting there and I'm punching or standing there and punching yeah. and kicking and, you know, just being like tapping into my own strength like that feels yes. awesome. And then, so I've been doing this since August and now, you know, I'm, I'm noticing the benefits of I've lost weight mm-hmm. and I'm noticing, hey, I'm, I'm kicking higher than I was back in August. And, mm-hmm. and so that just adds to the, to the good feelings yeah. and all of that totally outshines any feeling yeah. of dorkiness that might be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Part of it. Like, yeah. who cares? That's the least of your worries. And in your mind, are you like Black Widow, like <sighs> taking down all the bad guys? Yes. No, no, because I'm not <laughs> doing this to take people down. I, I oh, will say, that's I, so good. I will say, I did. You know, since, since I'm single, I, I did have one sort of daydream where I imagined myself standing in a bar and having some guy come up to me and talk in a way that you know I just you know didn't want to have any of that. And I imagined myself just sort of turning and giving the guy a face palm, you know, not taking yeah. him out in one move and then just yeah. kind of walking, walking away, away. Or, or not walking away and just looking down and be like, "Are you done yet?" You know, like, nice. And that's so probably nice. the most most violent image that I've had related to this because to me it's all about the mind body and, yeah. right. um, and even you know the again credit to the school they focus on the self mm-hmm. it's self defense it's uh, it's mind body um they have us take an oath at the end of, of every class. And one of the things we say is, I will not fight outside of the school. Mm. Yeah. But this is only for self-defense. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So I'm just, I'm not a violent person. And so that Black Widow idea yeah. doesn't really work for me. I mean, I love yeah. the badassery of it. Yeah. But going yeah. after, putting myself in a situation where I need to use these skills, yeah. I really don't see it happening. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't. Well, in a self-defense, would you like do this move? I always... When I think of Black Widow, I'm like, oh, she wraps her legs around a guy's neck and then, like, throws him across the room with her legs. And then, anyway. You're at a bar and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> that, your legs that might work counter to my purpose if I'm yeah. trying to take down a guy, a, if I'm trying to discourage a guy in a bar. Yeah. Uh, well, it so might funny. be used to encourage a guy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're pretty much circling around the um, same point there. Always, always. Um, do you have well, another question? Yeah, I got a few, actually. Okay. I wanted to go back to the, you had a metaphor of a slingshot. Yeah. So, and and the metaphor was, the, mm. you know, I guess the slingshot being pulled back is, is all the crap you're going through in life, right? Yeah. And then when it gets released, that's your... Propel. ...being projected forward. And, and but I was just curious to, to dive into that a little more because uh, it's not the metaphor I would have used. You know? Yeah. So why a slingshot? Why a slingshot? Well, yeah. I think first of all, I, it probably came from a place of um, consciously or not ne- needing some way to understand um, what, like, if I'm this great healer and this in- evolved person, like, why do I keep going down into the dark spaces still? Yeah. Because yeah, you have to like, to get the gold. Right. Right. <laughs> And um, so, and maybe I just, like, I'm trying to think, how did that evolve? Um, That when I've judged myself for being in the dark places or, you know, not being joyful, being Mm -hmm. more frustrated, angry, whatever, when I've judged myself for being there, then it's like, you know, if we're using the slingshot uh, metaphor, it's like when somebody pulls back the slingshot but then instead of letting it go so it takes off you just kind of get that meh like it doesn't go anywhere yeah. Yeah. Um, ooh 
Sorry. I, I mean, you went to engineering school. Yes. So I just had this realization. It's like that potential energy. Exactly. When it's yes. pulled back. The yes. further you pull it back, there's so much more yes. potential energy. Yes. That's the people who are usually the most pain. Like the people who you see killing it, you think they haven't had any problems and they usually have more than you, you know, more than anyone yeah, else in the room. Right. Exactly. And that's part of the law of polarity, the part mm-hmm. that says that the two um, the two polarities exist to the same degree. So so that that's that is actually that is how yeah. why I got to the slingshot analogy, because when it felt like I was going even deeper into the darkness, I was able to reframe that as the slingshots pulling back even yeah. further. So now I know when I when I figure out the key to letting the slingshot go, I'm going to go further into my my glory, my how positive. Much, how much side. potential you have? Exactly, I'm carving out more potential. Is what I often yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I my mind is being blown because I came up with a joke a few months ago. And it was, I was listening to, like, Conan and another comedian talking, and they were talking about all comedy. You know, like, comedy is born from pain, and, like, all the comedians, everyone's wanting attention on stage because they didn't get it from their parents and yada yada. And so here I am getting close to 40, and I'm just now feeling like I'm leaning into this. I always wanted to be an actress, like, when I was growing up. I loved comedy, but I never did anything about it. So then when I heard that comedy, the bit I came up with in my head, just amusing myself as I'm driving, was like, dang it, Mom and Dad, why did you have to love and encourage me so much and make me believe I could do anything because I don't feel the need to be validated on stage just superficially? Because actually, I remember in high school being like, yeah, I don't want to be just an actress and like, you just read like, like, what fulfillment is that? That's not doing anything. And so I was like, dang it. They're, they're, you know, whatever. It's, it's kept me from, from being successful Damn in this your world. love. Yes. <laughs> so that was like a joke I had. And I feel like, you know, I, of course, have pain. And if I can uncover it, I can definitely find lots of pain and trauma. I'm sure we all can, you know, things in there. But it's all relative. Like, it's opportunity. Everything's an opportunity for growth. And that when you experience pain, getting through that, that's the joy. This is all very full circle. So anyway, yeah. like, there is gold in that cistern. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's okay if you don't find it right away. Oh, yeah. For you know, sure. Like I had a, it makes me think of I have a friend who just messaged a group of us yesterday and um, to, to let us know she had just gotten laid off. Mm. And she asked for words. It, well, what she said is we, we, we say, send me white light. You know, it's it equivalent of saying, you know, please pray for me. Please, yeah. uh, you mm-hmm. know, send me positive vibes, whatever. Um and one person in the group did reply to her and and go to that place of there's this is a blessing this is a good thing mm-hmm. and i was like mm, it's true but like too fresh too fresh yeah, yeah. Fresh. yeah exactly and so it's okay that you to some even if you can intellectually know there's gold mm-hmm. in this cistern some you sometimes you still have to dig to get down yeah. that far into the the cistern and sit in it for a little while too. Yeah, like just you know because there's also if if we're using that visual of the, of a cistern being a deep well, yeah, that. Um, that it's one thing to find the gold, but you've still got to climb back out of the well Ooh. with the gold. Ooh. It's not Ooh, like, hooray, good. I found the gold, and now the well goes away, mm. and I'm on dry land. Like, you've still got to figure out, what do I do mm. with this gold? How do I get it back up into my life? Yeah. 
That's good. That just hit me, by the way. Wow. That was a moment of pure genius, like wow. pulling that out Woo! of the ethers. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. I didn't mention it because I couldn't, I knew I wouldn't be able to say the words correctly. But what I like about joy, because we talk a lot about this, like, I think it's a biblical thing. So Jeremy might be able to help me out more with it. But it's joy. Like, cho- like joy is not the same as happiness. Right. And it's that you choose joy even in the, is it Paul? Mark it all as joy. <laughs> Like, even your, like, he talks about, even in your suffering, it's joy. You can have joy in your suffering. Mm -hmm. And that's a topic. And like I said, I didn't want to bring it up before just because I felt like I couldn't think of the right words to describe the stuff. But I'm imagining people listening that kind of have that thought in their head. Mm -hmm. And that's why I It was in his second letter to the Philippian church. Nice, baby. I made that up. I oh, know. wow. I was like, wow, that was super <laughs> I believed you. <laughs> yeah. It could be impressive. true. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I like that message, though, because, you know, mark it all joy that you're going through bad things, hard things. You know what I mean? And it's like you could choose joy. Joy is not the same as happiness because it's more than happiness. Like happiness is joy. I don't know, maybe joy is a choice where happiness is an emotion or something. I can't think how to say it, but. I would compare and contrast them as they're different degrees, mm. different degrees of an energy or an emotion. And mm-hmm. and in fact, you know, this is, I was, what video, I was just shooting a video yesterday um, where I said this, that when I'm in full joy, I can't sit still. Like, mm-hmm. because it, it's an energy, it is the, it is the energy of spirit moving through us. Mm-hmm. And it's not just moving us in any general direction. It is actually moving us toward our purpose and, and toward the work mm-hmm. we are here to do. And so it's this message coming into our cells that says, get up and do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get up and dance. Get on up and dance. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> is that that dun? Dun 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 dun. Yeah, it was. I went. I don't think. I don't think I started with C and C. I know. I was like, but I I know. Because oh, I confused. Getting up and dance is something else, and then I I conflated that with everybody dance now. Yeah, Yeah. And then that's C and C. C and C Music music Factory. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Another thing you said: you can only lean into your pain as much as I've leaned into my own pain. I can only lean into your, your pain, pain as much as I've yes. leaned into my own pain. Yes. And I thought, I really like that. And I want to just suggest maybe that it's also you can only lean into somebody else's pain as much as they're willing to share their pain. Because hmm. if they're not really going to talk to you, how are you going to lean into it? Right? That's an interesting question, and and I'm going to challenge it a little yeah, bit because yeah, well, I it's knew certainly as soon as he said it, I was like, Ooh. I was about like, 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 no, 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 yeah, I was like, oh, this will be interesting. Yeah, no, it, this is good. It's like certainly, it. I mean, it certainly depends on what your definition of leaning into the pain is. Oh, because yeah, okay. if we're defining it as talking about it and exploring it out loud, yeah. then you're right. You have to respect that boundary. Somebody's not going to yes. let you into their pain, no matter what questions yes. you right. ask. But you can still acknowledge their pain yeah, and have compassion for it and respect for their experience. Yeah, okay. And sometimes that can actually have the effect of helping them tap into their yeah. own pain. Yeah. It's like not for I was the tapping, knocking at the door. Like I feel like you acknowledge it and it's like knocking at the door and you kind of where you choose to not knock at all, but you choose to knock and then do they choose to open the door and then 
do they choose to invite you in? Like, it's a process is what I was... Keep going. I'm sorry. I was just thinking of that visual. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. In fact, one of the videos from Matt Kahn, and and I wish... I I wish I had, like, been taking notes while I watched them, and especially, like... I remember what the videos are about, but not what the titles of the videos yeah. are. So I can't refer you to, oh, in this specific video, he yeah. talked about this because yeah. they're all one big mush in my mind. Um, but he talked about a practice he actually does where he, as he moves through the world, when he sees somebody in pain, he just silently says in his own heart, says to them, I acknowledge your pain. Hmm. Especially like if somebody's coming at him with rudeness or whatever, he doesn't try to like say to them, well, I understand that you're being rude to me because you've got pain and I want to acknowledge that. And that's so condescending, but wouldn't it be so much better to do that? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can see you're in a lot of pain right now, the way you're attacking me. So I just want to sit in this pain with you for a bit. So so when we have flushing it it out on the streets and you're walking around with your microphone, we'll, we'll do that exercise one day where we'll just go up to people Billy on the street it'll be flushing on the street (laughs) yes let's flush it out in public but that's such a hard place to to remain in to to consciously think that while somebody's berating you or or whatever yeah Right. Especially, I mean, that is really a reflection of how well have you processed your own stuff yes because because you need to be able to Mm -hmm experience you know what 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 you're getting from that person Mm -hmm. and realize it's not about me right it's about them so how do you heal that because but and vice versa if 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 i find myself being angry with samantha it's not about her right yeah it's about me this is a lot today and i loved it excellent thank you you're welcome (laughs) yeah me too That's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by TwinMusicom.org. Song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, M&M Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.